The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. What are we drinking today? Simple drink. We haven't had it in a while. Campari and gin. So it's really simple. You can use an ice bowl or cubes. I like use cubes this time. And so it's two parts of gin. We use a London Dry Tangeray, and then one part of Campari stirred together. And then I put a section of orange peel in it and express the oils on top uh-huh. just to give it a little bit. And then just dump it in the glass and then I serve it. You know, it's an aperitif. And what's great about it is this is like happy hour in Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically. And you can see why, because if they're going to have, whether they have a light or heavy meal, it works well, yeah. especially if you're going to have wine later. Right. Well, I love it. It's a very simple drink. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love the color. Yeah, the color is so attractive. It's really good. Yeah. It smells delicious. It smells great. That's delicious. See, that's perfect. It's just a perfect aperitif. Yeah, it's wonderful. Which is good because we're going to have dinner soon. Yeah. <laughs> The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA.com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. computing. All right. Well, today on the conversation, we have Kendra Holiday, who is the co-founder of Sex Positive St. Louis mm-hmm. and the queen of the beautiful kind. Yeah. So Kendra, welcome to the conversation. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. We're delighted that you're here. Mm-hmm. You know, we always begin our show by inviting you to share your journey as a sexual creature. So tell us, you know, how you discovered yourself as a sexual creature, how that has evolved over time and what led to you creating Sex Positive St. Louis and The Beautiful Kind. Thanks. Yeah. So I work with a lot of different clients and I always do an intake with everybody and get to know them as well. And I've noticed that about half of the people I interview, they identify as a sexual person as a child. You know, they are aware of sexuality as a kid, 
and about half do not. And I am one who was aware of sexuality as a child and I was aware of crushes and seeing movies and, and being interested in that kind of thing. And I had my puberty and I was raised in St. Louis, Missouri with parents, raised Methodists in a kind of chaotic household that was pretty traditional. So when people ask how I got to be where I am now, it's it really does take maybe writing a book or something. But I just knew that I wanted to explore my sexuality despite society constantly telling me that was wrong. So even in high school, I was having threesomes and I was bisexual. And when I got kicked out of my parents' house at age 18, I became a stripper and it just kept going from there. I just kept saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to see what happens. And instead of saying, no, I'm too afraid or that doesn't sound right or I'll be considered a slut or something like that. I just kept pushing the envelope and it really has served me well because I have turned my passion for sex and acceptance and not letting shame get in the way into a really thriving career as a sex worker here in St. Louis, Missouri. And yeah, it just goes on and on. Another big benchmark in my life was when I was in my mid thirties and I got laid off from a really boring corporate job and I was a little bit nervous about what would happen next for me. So I decided to have an experiment and I placed an ad on Craigslist as an escort. And within an hour, I had like hundreds of inquiries and I went on this total experimental fun journey as an escort for a few months. And I noticed that I was really gravitating towards the men. They were all men clients at that time. The ones who were more widowed in transition, dealing with heartbreak or different levels of dysfunction or disabilities. And I found myself really wanting to spend more time with them. And that's when I went from escorting into more of a surrogate partner, a therapeutic type role as a sex worker, as opposed to being entertainment. And I've been doing that for the past decade or so. And my blog, thebeautifulkind.com, I've had going on for that long too, as well as Sex Positive St. Louis, which is a really great bridge that we noticed that the East Coast and the West Coast and lots of other cities had a lot of good sex positive culture. And St. Louis, we wanted the Midwest to have that representation as well. So that's what we created in 2010. And I'm so amazed that we've been going on for over a decade now. And our meetup group has over 5,000 members. So we're really seeing a need for it in the community. And we have our monthly events and I see clients and I love all aspects of sexuality, most importantly, TLC and touch and intimacy, but also the shadow side of kink and BDSM and then the light side, which I consider like Tantra and all of that kind of energy work. All of it is intriguing to me. Got it. Yeah. It's amazing. So I'm interested to know about your organization and, you know, you mentioned you have a membership of 5,000 people. So what's the structure of the organization and how do you disseminate sex positive culture in St. Louis through the organization? The pandemic really put a kibosh on things, but we've got it back going slowly but surely. But when we first started in 2010 and through the, you know, that whole decade, we were we've hosted over 500 events 
I'm not sure I've lost count on them, but we've done so many different events of meetups and happy hours and discussions and demos and clothing optional parties and play parties. We've just had so many great successful events and we love to take suggestions from the community and then make them happen. And nowadays we have about two events a month and we're just kind of getting back into the swing of things. We have meetup coming up in early April. And then we have a smoking word on April 15th. That is clothing optional spoken word with a cannabis infusion. And then in May, I'm hosting a sex book report, which is everyone comes and brings one of their favorite sex books and talks about it. And we share great titles and yeah, just all the different ways we can be creative and share things in a way that is positive and educational and accepting as opposed to all the stuff we run up against with our society being so willfully ignorant or negative or just not getting the sex as you deserve as a younger person. And a lot of our attendees tend to be in their 40s, 50s, 60s, but we of course have people in their 20s and 30s as well and older as well. So we just try to really be as accessible as we can for anyone who's interested in our community to get involved. Got it. Okay. One of the things I'm interested in that you mentioned, you spoke a little bit about BDSM and kink. You know, we're obviously kinksters and into BDSM. And one of the things we really enjoy about the world of BDSM and kink is the communication, the agreements, the negotiations. So how does all that play into your world? Yes. So switching gears from Sex Positive St. Louis, as a professional sex worker, the thing that I've noticed so much, and I'm happy to say that nowadays I get more and more couples and women and trans individuals, not just men anymore, more people are seeking out their health and happiness and finding out answers and finding out what they're into and what they might have been missing out on and really getting to know themselves better. As far as me doing my sex work, I have a lot of people contacting me seeking out sex, but what they're really needing and wanting is intimacy and learning how to communicate and how to share space with people in a way that feels good for everyone involved. So... I always start with a one hour talking consultation where I get to know them and their past and their current situation and their future goals. And then we kind of come up with like a, there's not a set structure, but a bit of a care plan. And then people will tend to see me uh, three or four times or so. And I just help them reintegrate. Again, a lot of people are in between relationships or trying to figure themselves out or have been in a vanilla situation for a long time. And they're finally wanting to address some of these things that have been in their heads and fantasies and on their internet browsers for a long time. And I just help them. It's kind of like, um, you know, helping find a safe space for them to explore those things. And that does involve communication and talking about different boundaries and all of those things. And it's just so rewarding to see people make their fantasies come true and facilitate those things because I really feel like I have done everything that I wish to do. And if I want to do something else, I will definitely do it. But I feel very fulfilled and that I've done all of my fantasies and I want to help other people with that too, which I have done. And I'm super proud of that. Yeah. So for instance, I'm turning 50 this week and for my 40th birthday, I had a sex positive gangbang. And it was one of the best nights of my life. It was so good. And I've written posts about it as guidelines for other people who want to have similar experience. And 
I've also been able to help other people with things like uh, CFNM parties, clothe female nude male, and reverse gangbang, and just all kinds of fun stuff. But of course, you know, the more people you involve, the more challenging it is to pull off. <laughs> so no, I get that. Mm-hmm. So when you're interacting with these, it sounds like mostly men, but sometimes trans and women folk. Mm-hmm. Are you showing up as a dominant in that environment or are you showing up as a submissive or however they want you to show up? In my daily life, I identify as submissive and I do have a dominant partner of 15 years and we are ethically non-monogamous. And for my clients, most of them choose to be in the position of the submissive, although they want to surrender, they want to feel vulnerable. And so since I am an older woman, they really enjoy my mature feminine and they really soak that up. And that's a lot of fun. And I really do show up as a very feminine, kind of like a goddess as opposed to a mistress. That's more how I identify. And I don't wear the boots and the corsets and the latex and the leather. I don't go that way, but I'm more of the stern mom or the stern boss or, you know, different role plays. I have some clients who come to me once a month and we have a different fun role play every month. And it is so much fun being able to give him his little naughty medical exams and all these things that you want to do out there, but you would never be crossing the line like that. But when you find a safe place where you can act it out, it's so much fun. Got it. Okay. So I'm curious, are you a, what's the correct term, full service provider? Yeah, I am. Okay, good. So it sounds like even though you live in a DS dynamic and you've got a partner as a submissive, It sounds like you have tendencies to switch. Is that accurate? Yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm a natural dominant, but I can definitely top and I can definitely get into a role and get into very much of a sensual domination thing. I'm certainly not a sadist, but I can give someone a good spanking if they want it. (laughs) And it's fun. To me, it's playful. It's fun. It's just meant to make people feel, you know, it's not about hurting. I just like the playful side of it mostly. I'm not the mean mistress. I'm more of, I don't know, like, Sex to me is grown up playtime. <laughs> so if you have a client that wants that though, do you refer them out to other providers that you know that offer that? Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Mistress Simone is my go-to in the Midwest area. Mistress Simone. And there are some others in the area, but with the pandemic, my connections have kind of dried up. So I'm hoping to rebuild those because I am not the be all end all. And if someone comes to me wanting a service or something And if something I don't provide, I love to be able to refer because there's so much interest in different things. And I certainly can't be this person for everybody. And also now that everyone's getting more and more social and seeking out their intimacy and their fantasies, right now I have 200 people in my inbox waiting to hear from me. And that's too many people to see in one year. So I want a cohort. I want a community. And I used to have that here in St. Louis. We have a nice collective, but got to see where everyone's at again. I used to host these whore hangouts, I call them, where we would sit around and hang out and compare notes and kind of like a support group, you know, and laugh and sit around and eat figs. And it's just such a beautiful thing to be around like-minded people. And when you're in such a stigmatized industry. For sure. Mm -hmm. So because the industry is changing, I mean, there's lots of stuff that's changing about the industry, but who is this sex work for you? necessary in the sense of income 
or is it filling needs in your sexual journey? You know, because Mm -hmm. if you're as varied as you are, people go at it different ways. So some people have a job and they do this and it fulfills their journey. Some people need to do it for work. Where are you at on that? Yeah, yeah. So I went self-employed full-time in 2015. So I do do it for a living. And I kind of say I do it for a loving because I love doing it so much, but I'm certainly not survival sex worker or anything. I am very much a privileged middle-aged white woman living in my own house and I am completely independent and pay my own bills, but I live very much within my means. So I'm not needing too much. I'm more about living and enjoying myself and having great experiences than I am about trying to hit certain goals. I don't know. I think some people tend to get a little ambitious, which I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. People have different goals and I just, I just want to live and, and help others out and focus on all the pleasure that so many people are denying themselves. And it's just nice to have that. I think you're right. I think I mean, you're totally right on. Yeah, totally right on. You know, you said something earlier in the conversation that I wanted to come back and acknowledge you for, which is that you were taking a bunch of new actions. And we like to say that new actions lead to unexpected outcomes. And here you are down the road as a satisfied, self-expressed, free person experiencing your sexuality the way you choose to. Jumping ahead, you talked about being in a DS dynamic. You're not really a lifestyle kingster, it sounds like. It sounds like you have a partner that you don't live with and live in a 24-7 experience. Is that accurate? Yeah. Well, like I said, we've been together 15 years and we've chosen consciously to live apart together. So we have a long-term relationship. We're very committed to each other, but we live in separate homes and we just have very different lives and it's just really nice that we have the best of both worlds because I can be free and independent and of course we check in with each other but we also have each other to fall back on and be secure and we're there for each other so it just is really wonderful I don't know how many people can say they're as free as I am in this country because I am doing my own thing I don't answer to anybody I don't have anyone depending on me like I did a few years ago and I really did do all the wildest things back years ago and I did all the wild things and whatever I still like to do, I stick with it. But if I don't go for it, then I don't do it anymore. You know, like I tried it. I love that I've tried these things and I know what I like and don't like. That's awesome. I think that's true too, because I've thought about that recently where I'm going on my journey as a dominant. There's an ebb and flow to sexuality. Even Saffir and I experienced that in our journey based on wherever we are at the time. And I think, yes, I'm sure people's hard, hard limits are like pretty set in stone. I don't think those move a lot, Mm -hmm. but I do think we ebb and flow. I'm sure with you, even it has to do with your partners who's presently in front of you that is intriguing you in a way to explore something maybe you've explored before, but now it's new because it's different. Yes, yes. And I think it's interesting. Uh, Since I get to be with five or so people a week intimately, I'm very satiated. So there's this whole trope of uh, women being insatiable. I'm very satiated. I'm, I'm great. I'm fine. I am totally good. And I'm happy to share with other people this energy and this space. 
But yeah, I just feel like I have mellowed out over time, but my God, I've done all kinds of wild stuff that I almost feel shy to say to you, but it's all written on my blog about (laughs) the things that I've tried that I won't try again. And just really, really fun, amazing adventures, you know, like, you know, the gangbang is one of my crowning glories, of course, but I've had so many threesomes. Oh my gosh. I'm really good at that. That's something I can really brag on. (laughs) That's funny. You know, I I have an interesting question for you because- You've walked a journey into your sexuality and you've done so in a way that most people don't do. Absolutely. And I'm curious what you make of yourself. Like all of a sudden, as you look back, you said you turned 50 recently or soon. Mm -hmm. As you look back, what do you make of yourself? What's your experience of how you occur to yourself through this journey? I am glad I documented a lot of it. I look at my blog and I say, oh my God, it's all true. And I look, oh my God, I forgot that time. Oh my gosh. And I have pictures too. (laughs) And it's just so great to know that that all really happened. And then I can do it again if I want to. But uh, right now I see myself, I'm, I'm in my crone stage, meaning that I've been a maiden. I've been a teenage, I've been a young woman. And then I was a matron as a mother. And now I am croning up. I am like a crone in training and a crone has a bad connotation of being like a hag or a witch or something like that but for me a crone is a wise woman and for me the older I get the more I feel sure of myself and my whole body and just so I just feel like such a goddess and I feel that all the time and it's great (laughs) I'm gonna pass something to you because you can own whatever words you want because just like we all own different words like slut and that kind of thing Mm mm-hmm But I would offer to you, based on other communities like the gay community and trans community, I would say you're an elder goddess or a goddess elder. I think that is more a positive affirming word for where you are, because crone is something that was given to women by men. And it isn't owned by women. Most women don't own that word. Yeah. And you can own it. Go for it. Right. And I'm not even against it. I'm just saying we're having a hard time with in society just owning slut. Yeah. Let alone a word that would connotate aging women mm-hmm. in a negative way, right? You know what I mean? Because that's what everybody wants. They want aging women to just disappear and dry up. And crone right. does sound like a dry up. That's absolutely sort of not happening because I'm turning 55 this month. There's no freaking way that's happening. And you're also at the peak of your sexuality. Oh, I'm totally at the peak of my sexuality. And being an elder means because you have so much time that you have those gifts. Granted, you have those gifts for your clients, obviously. You have those gifts for the sex positive community. And you have those gifts for younger women starting their path. Mm -hmm. And that, for me maybe it's just my indigenous background elder is like a a rite of passage a rite of reverence which is what you should have that's my two cents i love it sold (laughs) yes i just i think that it's so i think other cultures other countries respect the elders more and we don't have that as much but we're here to claim that and to remain radiant and present and relevant and i do love mentoring people and just enjoying all the different phases of life and the different ages. And, you know, it's beautiful. I love your statement of claiming it because that's really what it is. We talk often when we made our dynamic out of nothing, basically. Mm. We didn't make it, we created it. We created, I want to say, but we declared it. 
mm-hmm. out loud declaring it. It's just like the Declaration of Independence. America didn't exist until the Declaration of Independence to declare it a country. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as declaring yourself as something and then living into that it. Living in, you're already living into it, it sounds like. So you have a real huge opportunity. This is International well, Women's Month right now. It is. Yeah, this is a big deal. Yeah. She has an opportunity to declare into existence who she is and what she represents and then pass that along to the underlings. I mean, really, that's the power of this. Yes. Yes. I love it. I'm just sitting here feeling it in my heart right now. It's You should because you're living it. There's a difference when we speak to people who aren't living it Mm -hmm. and wishing it, but it takes action and you it's everything you've shared has been an action. Yeah. yeah. And I, I have liked living it more than theoretical or academic. You know, there, I love learning more and all, but I do love being able to have hands-on experience. Yeah. Okay. So Kendra wanted to make sure you had an opportunity to tell our listeners about your blog and what they can find there and where to find it. And also any other socials that you might have that you want to share. Thank you. Yeah. So my favorite blog, my personal blog is thebeautifulkind.com. That's the one with all the good stories and pictures. And then I have a little boring little professional site called beopenandhonest.com. And that's where people can contact me for the consultations and all that stuff. And then Sex Positive St. Louis has a website, sexstl.com. And you can find us on Meetup and I also am still on the Twitter at TBK365. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on this conversation and sharing your yeah. journey and your passion for sexuality. And I think the last question I have for you is what's the most surprising thing you have ever discovered in the world of sexuality? Oh my gosh. Um, the most surprising thing, I guess, is that everyone seems to be curious about Mm, I love that everyone's having such fun exploring different gender expression. I think that's been really exciting because I grew up in the 80s and I don't know, it just seems like things have changed so much in a way that there's more gender fluidity and blending. And that's been really amazing to me that people are really being who they want to be and exploring and playing around with that. You know, that to me is way more intriguing than scat play and pegging and all of that stuff. But all that's very interesting too. There's certainly been a lot of odd and interesting interesting and wild fetishes that I've gotten to play with. Very cool. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Kendra, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers!